Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Friday. We made it. I'm really excited because, oh man, I need a, I need to live a different life to be able to like do five podcasts a week. I mean, think about what your life is and think about trying to come up with stuff to talk about five days a week that is different and interesting every day. It's kind of a fucking struggle because all of my days are blending into each other. I got a new car, you know, and I just realized the other day I haven't driven it in three days. No, two days. Like I just don't, oh no, I guess, yeah, two days. But that's that's bizarre to that used to be a monumental thing if you didn't leave the house for two days like that used to be like I haven't been outside and not outside but like you know out in public in two days and now that's just so freaking normal I don't have a lot to talk about but I do I found some stuff I'm excited to get into it I'm really excited to go to uh, Salt Lake City tomorrow I, maybe I'm in denial to even be going out and doing shows maybe I'm going to look back and be like that was so stupid of you you're part of the problem I don't know, um, but all I do know is that people are willing to go to shows. We're going to wear masks. Um, I'm not going to wear a mask, but I'm going to be on stage far enough that my droplets will not touch her table. Um, yeah, and I feel okay about it. I didn't feel okay about doing shows two weeks ago, and I thought that was because I was nervous about getting back on stage because I wouldn't remember material, and I also thought it was because, you know, I felt weird about the pandemic, And but it was really because it was about being in St. Louis. I just really don't like performing in my hometown. There's an added expectation there that I just causes me so much added stress, and I don't know why. I think it's because they... I'm expected to maybe make local references that I just don't feel like making. And then I'm like, oh, I got to shoehorn a fucking, you know, reference to the mall or to the the school district or the grocery store chain. And then everyone fucking laughs so hard. I mean, all the feedback I got after those shows was like, it was great, but man, we loved it when you said the thing about Lambert Airport. And I'm like, oh, that was the easy. I literally didn't even make a joke. I just said uh, Lambert. And people are like, oh, people fucking love local references. I do too. I get it. It's like the David Spade joke from my one of my favorite comedy specials of all time. David Spade, Take the Hit. I think it's from like the late 90s. I was introduced to it by the guy who took my virginity, who he used to introduce me to like all like a ton of my favorite comedy things now. Um, we were like hanging out when I was living in Kansas, or no, I was living in Lawrence, Kansas, going to college there. And I would go, um, to do open mics in Kansas city. And I befriended a lot of like the local comics on the scene there. One of which was this like 26 year old guy. I was 20 and he was 26 and, um, he was like the funniest guy in town. I always, I have to say, I've always kind of dated the funniest people in town. I'm I'm pretty good at choosing. If I date you and you're a comedian, you're probably pretty goddamn funny and, and talented. That's one thing I've been pretty good about. Yes, there are exceptions here and there. No, there really aren't. I can think of guys I've pursued that are not funny, but they were just really hot. So, hmm. All right. Well, I guess that, but and it didn't, none of those happened. No, I didn't get any of those off the ground. But the ones I got off the ground, really, really funny guys. So anyway, I, I picked up this guy. I didn't even pick him out. I just was like, he was the, he was so funny. He still is, but he he stopped doing comedy long ago. And um, but he took my virginity. He didn't take it. I gave it to him, and um, he gave it to me, and I let him take it. And 
he he showed me David Spade's take the hit and we used to love this joke and I I think I've told I I don't know that I've told David about how yeah I told him about how much I love his special it's called take the hit I'm serious you guys it's so good it was on HBO in like 1997 I think but it's it's worth watching and it holds up and it's just it's fucking great and it's it's really more inspiring to my stand up than a- any other comedian I don't I, I think I think he's the number one comedic influence to me at least now he is even then even then though um I just love him but he had this bit about how people get so excited when um when there's any reference to their town and he's like you know you know that song that's like uh on a dark desert highway cool wind in my hair okay whatever that's I forget who sings the song it's not that I forget it's like I'm just not even wanting to try to even dig a little deep but uh, you know it and you're probably screaming it at your cell phone and um I I just I'm I'm it's not gonna hit me but um and I'm not smoking pot so it's not that maybe it is that maybe I need to smoke some pot and it'll bring back the memories of really jamming out to that song but uh he talks about how that like when you would go see them in concert they'd be like on a dark desert arizona highway and they'd be like he knows what state we're in like whatever they put it in a song and it just and it goes on and on it gets much more specific and so funny um but it just shows how dumb consumers are we just get so excited when someone like acknowledges where we're from from i used to love when i'd go to a dave matthews concert (laughs) and like my favorite thing I was so, which is a word I'll tell you about later, but much later. I mean, it goes too deep, but if I just use it enough, maybe you guys will grasp what I mean. But I used to love when Dave Matthews at his concerts in between songs, he rarely talked, which I always loved when musicians talked. I just wanted more from them than just the music. You know, I Jeff Tweedy barely talks when he performs and I always like want more from him, but and and but Dave Matthews would sometimes do say some things. Tegan and Sarah, when I saw them, they were legit so funny that it bothered me. I was just like, fuck, like you can't be good at everything. Like they were almost like comedian level funny, and it was it sucked. And Jeff Tweedy is that funny, but he doesn't talk a lot during shows, which a lot of people who enjoy just music don't want to hear musicians talk. I like when they talk, not too much. I saw Lady Gaga at Lollapalooza. Oh my god. It was like 2010 at Lollapalooza when she was just, you know, she was big, but she wasn't, she was just, it was maybe her first year. And I remember her being like, to everyone who ever doubted me, look at me now. If my daddy could see me now, like she was just talking to her dad and like, she wouldn't shut up. And when you're at Lollapalooza, you get to sing like four songs and then you have to go. Like the sets aren't that long. And it was like, shut up, Gaga just sing just sing stop talking to us about your resentments from your past life we know that people doubted you along the way we don't care just sing a song that we heard on z1077 you're gonna love that reference if you're from st louis you know so anyway uh what was i saying oh yeah dave matthews he used to do oh man i was so cur. I used to love it because Dave would Dave would take us. A, we would be at Riverport Amphitheater, local reference, and he would go like during like in between song and go. It smells really good out there. <laughs> I 
can't even do it to fucking impression of him. But he'd be like, it smells pretty good out there. And we'd all be like, he smells the weed. He knows we're smoking weed. And we'd be like so fucking stoked that Dave acknowledged the fucking weed haze elephant in the room. God, cut. Cut is a word that my friends and I invented in ninth grade to describe when someone thinks they're cool and is doing something to appear to be cooler than they are. There was just a guy in one of my classes with my friend Hala, and he was always just like saying things like he'd just be like, man, we got wasted this weekend. And we'd be like, Kuh. it just came from us being like, you think you're cool. And then it's like more doing like the that the tone of like, hey, you think you're cool, cool. And it's just a mocking way to make someone who thinks they're cool feel stupid. So what, how you really do it and you guys can start incorporating this into your, your lives. I would love it to sweep the nation. Um. But like when you see someone like if the quintessential thing is if someone peels out of a, a parking lot, like in a in and they're not fleeing from anything like they're peeling out of like a middle school parking lot um, or like, you know, car X. They just got their like new muffler and they're just like, and like, I don't even I can't even do a peel out sound, but you know what it is. Just yell into the wind. I always cut anyone who ever revs their engine. It's the cursed thing to do. Why are you doing it? Unless you are actually using your engine to get away from some danger. You should never rev your engine. It's the cursed thing ever. Other things that are cursed is, um, oh God, uh, let, I wrote down some things. Oh, um, at the gym and you stretch loudly or you just like, you know, you're, you're weightlifting and you drop the weights. And you're like, Ugh! it's like just to get attention. Okay. Um, uh, I remember there was a girl in high school. Kuh can be like so many things. So I'm just giving you like a wide uh, range of kuh. Um, if a girl, there was a girl in high school who I remember one time we were all hanging out at our friend's house and the song Wonderful Tonight came on and she like started crying. She was like, this is my song with Jason. I can't take it. They had just recently broken up, right? I don't even remember who this girl was, but she was just like, turn it off. Like, seriously, turn it off. I can't take it. It's just like, leave the room. We all want to hear this dope-ass song, okay? Kuh. Just acting like something's more dramatic so you can get attention is kuh. Um, I wrote down something else. Oh, naming your dog or a kid after like an indie music that you, like indie music that you're into. So like calling your dog Mumford or like Otis, because you love Otis Redding. Kuh. And listen, I've been kuh before. I've been kuh plenty of times. Like, um, God, when have I been kuh? Well, my friends and I were going, we're, were on a text message uh, chain last night. And I was laughing so hard that I was p almost peeing. Because we were um, saying things that were kuh. And I have one recording of my friend saying that something's kuh. And I want you guys to hear it. This is maybe her. I don't know exactly what this is, but maybe this will give you a taste. Did your mom? Did your mom buy that shirt? Whatever. Uh, okay. Th sorry. This is sorry. That was a non sequitur. My friend Hala back in sixth grade wore a shirt that said "whatever." Dot dot dot. Uh, 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 like just acting like you're above it all is kuh. Here's. Let me see what else my friend said. One second. Yeah, there's like a there could be like a lizard in a like a uh, Okay, so we're talking about um shirts. 
and like different shirts that can be cut. So she's saying a, le- a, a lizard in a beach chair. Gar in his mouth wearing like purple sunglasses with like weed logos around it. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Like a shirt you buy at like the hippie stores downtown. Um, oh my God, yeah, the whatever shirt. We knew there was something to it. We knew. Like just acting apathetic word verbal on a shirt was just like, okay, okay, so you guys get it. Just... And if you could send me examples of things you think are kuh, that would be amazing. I'll be right back. You give it some thought. I can't wait to hear your kuhs. <laughs> Most selfies are kuh because you know you look sweet in them and you're trying to appear like you are, like you're doing it nonchalantly. Oh, here's a great example of kuh before I let you go for until we get to the next part of the show. Um, back in sixth grade, I remember one time there was a kid in my French class who leaned back in his chair so far that he fell and like toppled over. And then he pretended like it was fun and he wanted to do it again. He was like, you guys should try it. I'm serious. That was fun. I loved it. Well, that was great. And it's like, no, you're embarrassed. Just be real. Being cut means you're just trying to not be yourself. And no one you don't want to be cut but i'm telling you guys when you start using the word cut in your life and it is spelled c-o apostrophe u-h-l you're gonna love it you guys get cut right i just want you to use it because it's just so helpful it really sums up just annoying behavior you know what else is cut i'll just tell you a couple more examples um when when inanimate objects like when um if you read like a body wash and it's like squirt like directions squirt in your hand rub all over your body and have an awesome fucking day like just just don't do that don't talk to me like we're friends like i i don't need my body wash to pretend like it's my bro like that kind of thing like companies acting like you're their friend is very air guitar um throwing a ball and like just roughhousing in an area where people don't want roughhousing to happen because you're like a guy and you need to show off your like that you're good at throwing things. Um, what is this? Do something to get noticed. Oh yeah, that's just like blanket statement. I'm, I wrote down like a lot of examples of those um <laughs> those cat in the hat hats that were popular in the '90s that were like you know really tall like top hats. Um, any kind of weed. any any reference to like being like so high or like I'm blazing or I'm token like it's it's hard to be a stoner and not be I gotta be honest it's probably one of the reasons that I needed to like get away from it because I hated I hate this uh, there's nothing more annoying to me than when people find out you smoke weed and they're like are you fucking wasted right now are you high right now and I'm just like it's not like I I'm not like doing this so I enjoyed a Pink Floyd album more. I'm in, I'm doing this so I don't have to feel my feelings. Stop acting like it's like something that I I think I'm cool because I smoke weed. If if anything, I don't think I'm cool at all. I think I'm a loser. So that's k blacklight posters k. Um, it's really fun to say. Just try it. Say it right now. If if you're with me, you'll say it right now wherever you are. Just say k. Just whisper it to yourself. <laughs> Oh, I would fucking love if tomorrow I found myself waiting at a gate and I just heard someone go, <laughs> and I'm like, you're a fan of the pod. It's me, Nikki. And I pull down my mask and I show you my fucking, 
buck tooth smile one of my teeth is like shifting into the front into like it's trying to get through all the other teeth it's being like a bitch in line somewhere it's being one of those people who doesn't understand boarding um order and like they're in boarding group d but they're like trying to get in like even like with disabled people in the beginning and you're like just go just chill out dude that's what my one front tooth is doing. It's pushing everyone aside and it thinks it's military and it's not. You'll be called when we're ready for you. Um. So yeah, I'm going to get braces, I think. Don't, do you guys think that's ridiculous? I, what do I have to lose? Last night I was telling my mom I'm going to get wire braces because Invisalign just hasn't worked and I think it would be funny to get wire braces. The only reason I wouldn't is because I would think that someone wouldn't marry me or want to date me if I had wire braces. But I'm not dating anyone anyway. Who cares? I, I, and my mom go, and I go, my mom goes, don't get wire braces. And I go, mom, I'm a comedian. My looks don't matter. And she goes, then why do you need the braces? And I was like, too fucking shay, Julie Glazer. Too shay. That's a good point. But this one tooth sticks out so much and it really bothers me. And I just don't want to deal with it anymore. I keep putting in different, like, I have an Invisalign tray and I just keep stuffing it with little pieces of paper to like shove this tooth back and um and I'm grateful that I spent six thousand dollars on Invisalign so that I could ultimately just use one of their trays to make my own it's oh god I'm so mad at Invisalign anytime I think about them I just start sweating I was in a I was in a fucking tizzy earlier today because I went and got blood work done you call these blood work places and you make an appointment Appointments are made every 15 minutes. So that you, it takes like 10 minutes to get your blood drawn. You're in and out. And I got there at 11.20 for my 11.15 appointment. And I was like, <gasps> I was like gasping because I, you know, I didn't run there. But I guess I ran from the parking lot. But I like, I sped there, you know, as fast as I could in my new car down for 10 boyfriends. And I got in and I waited an hour and 20 minutes in this tiny waiting room there was no receptionist because of covid there was just one guy working in the lab he would come out every 30 minutes to take someone new there was no information about how long it was going to take i was losing my goddamn mind thank god for meditation because i started meditating and then i kind of started like freaking out and i couldn't finish my meditation because i could not start the mantra that i was using i would think it one time and then it was gone and I i would be worrying about the fact that this was taking too long I had so much to do later on and um and I would freak out and so but meditating actually helped because it made me aware that like in this moment I didn't need to choose to be you know what actually helped more than anything meditation because it makes you aware but seeing all these Karens and I'm not just talking about the racist Karens I think being a Karen is just being a white woman who's just like fed up and just entitled and I kind of checked myself because there were seven other people in this waiting room and they all had masks on and they all three of them had been there longer than me at this point. And I was the only one that was getting like upset about it. Now, part of me thinks I am the only smart one out of all of us. And I'm the only one who like values my time and doesn't like to be disrespected. And and I can convince I can get my I can whip myself into a tizzy being like I have to stand up for the group because no one else is going to speak up. And I was like, the second that lab technician comes back in, I'm going to say something to him and be like, hey, can you just let us know how long you're running behind just so we know? And I was already planning my tone. I was very aware of not wanting to come off like a Karen. But then I got it started thinking like, do I feel this way because I'm just a white woman that just expects everything given to me? And I do think that there's something to that. So I have to fucking check it. Right. 
So I did. The guy came back. I took a lot of deep breaths and I thought about how I was going to handle it because if I would have just trusted myself to handle it the way I was going to and not given it thought, I would have probably gotten a little bitchy with this guy. My tone would have not been that cool. This is this is how it would have been if I didn't think. I would have been like, hey, um, uh, do you, how long are you guys running behind here? Because we're in like an enclosed space and we are not able to keep six feet distance in here. And obviously you being someone who works in the medical professional knows that that's like a, a health hazard right now. See, that would have been my tone. Just like kind of condescending. Like you of all people would know. Like I thought about my monologue before I said it. And I was like, you just sound like a cunt. And if you were this guy working here, the guy was white, by the way. This isn't me like talking down to, uh, you know, it was just a, a tall white dude. But even uh, regardless of his race, uh, he didn't he didn't choose to be running late. He doesn't want this to be running late. I'm not saying that he was trying his fastest to get through the day. He probably really didn't give a shit. But this guy's experience, um, I can't expect him to just want to cater to my my just because I'm uncomfortable didn't mean that I needed to be mean to this guy because he didn't ask for all this room of people to be mad at him. And that's why I would invite a lot of, of all people. I'm trying to like, I'm talking to my parents here. Every time I go out to eat with my parents, and that hasn't happened in a while because of COVID, but like if the food's running late, my dad like tends to get a, a kind of a toot with the waiter. And I always have to explain to him, it's not the waiter's fault. Like no one wants you to get your food late unless they like hate you. It's not a personal thing. It's not like they, it, everyone's trying their best, you know? So just take a moment and think about that so when the guy finally did come out I was just like I I asked the woman he was bringing in I go hey when was your appointment time just so I know how backed up everyone is and he goes I'm alone back here and I go oh that sucks man okay cool um and he goes what's your name and I was like Nicole and he's like you're next and I was like great thank you and then when I went back there I was I had planned on lecturing him about maybe communicating more about telling us when and I didn't do any of that I just sat there and had a nice conversation with him and tried to show him some empathy for how stressed he was being the only one working there and it was overall a good experience then I went to Starbucks and I gotta finish up here then I went to Starbucks and I was waiting and waiting and waiting for my mobile order and everyone in front of me was getting their drink people that were coming in after me were getting their drink I was there for like 20 minutes and I was really scared to ask the barista about my order because I follow Starbucks uh, workers on reddit and they have their own forum and i like to read about how much they hate all the customers and how they're treated by starbucks and so i empathize with them almost more than you know animals and you know i'm a, i just i just got done doing a, a an interview with a vegan magazine and i um kind of like wrote all my answers so i just spent like three hours editing a piece that two vegans are gonna read um but so I'm thinking about all my how much empathy I have for animals. And it is right up there with Starbucks employees. Will you just please not be a cunt to Starbucks employees? I'm begging you. I don't expect you to go and read about their experience. But no one, no one wants to be working there, you know? And whatever you do for your job and people are mean to you, fucking I'm sorry that people are mean to you. And they can't possibly understand that you don't want to be inconveniencing them or upsetting them. But... Like, it's not your choice. People don't seem to understand that. So anyway, it was taking forever. And I finally was like, hi. Um, I was like, I had a mobile order that I put in like, I think like 12 minutes ago. And it was longer than that. But, you know, and the girl goes, yeah, I'm working on it right now. And I was like, oh, my gosh. OK, I'm so sorry. Oh, I didn't even realize that because I did look behind the bar, which you're not supposed to do. But I was trying to do it very casually. So it didn't look like I was being just like, you know, watching them as they work, which Starbucks employees hate when you watch when they work. Just stop watching them. It's so annoying. Just trust them. OK. 
I like that I'm turned into this like Starbucks employee advocate, but they need someone because all of you go to Starbucks and all of you are impatient and feel so entitled to your fucking lattes. And you're not, you're not, I used to feel like I'm paying $6 for this drink. I deserve it when I, when you, well, these people are making like $14 an hour and they are having, they were having to work, whatever. I just, I understand their plate. So anyway, she goes, oh, it's right here. And I go, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I forgot that I, I, put, I meant to order a hot drink and I had ordered a cold drink. So I d- didn't recognize it, right? And I go, oh shit. Okay, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought I ordered a hot drink, but I guess I ordered a cold drink. Keep making it. I'm so sorry. And she goes, do you want it hot? And I was like, dude, I would love that. And she was like, let's do it. And I was like, let's fucking do it. And she was like, I was like, could you make it extra hot? And she was like, oh, I see what you're doing, girl. And I was like, listen, today I'm a little bit chilly. I don't know why it's hot outside, but I want a hot drink. And she was like, I got, I, I get you're one of those people that has a cold day drink and a hot day drink and I'm going to get you. And she was so freaking nice. I pulled up my app and I put in, I tipped $5 because that's the most you can tip, but I would have tipped more. I didn't have any cash on me. It was just such a pleasant interaction that could have gone bad because I wasn't getting my drink in time. So I'm asking you the next time you feel that way, it really helps to just take a few beats and think of a time in your life when you were yelled at by a customer who didn't understand your side of things and maybe extend that to them. That's all I can hope for you this weekend. Happy 4th of July. Use k, take it out on the road. Um, write me about your cuz. I would love to hear examples of k. I would love to compile a, a cushionary. Um, and uh, until then, uh, I'll see you on Monday. But And I can't wait to tell you about my weekend. But thanks so much for listening this week. Thank you for listening to me be, be depressed. Thank you for helping me climb out of it. You guys are the best. Squirt, squirt. Uh, uh, jackpot. Kay. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Ow.